Hello everyone, and welcome to Perilous Pursuits. I'm Gogo DM, and I'm proud to present my second D&D light play campaign, The Mobius Chronicles. This homebrew campaign is a continuation of the characters and stories from my first campaign, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and follows the characters as they uncover a dangerous threat against the entire world and beyond. So sit back and close your eyes as you join our adventuring party in the lands of Faerun and listen to their perilous pursuits. All right, uh, Theodore, um, you have been uh, traveling many nights down uh, the road from Neverwinter down towards uh, heading south. And uh, you've been going through rain and cold weather, and it's starting to get a little warmer as you, uh, the further you head south. And uh, just before we get too far in, why don't you describe a little bit about Theodore, what he looks like, who he is, where he comes from? Uh, Theodore um, is a <clears throat> is a Shatterkai swashbuckler rogue. His ashen white skin uh, is quite pleasant to look at. Uh, quite a cut jaw with a, a very sharp nose. Hair jet black down to his shoulders, cut to one side. Feathers intertwined into his hair as it flows back. Dark, regal black leather adorn him as he has a cloak around that. If you look at his leathers close enough, you'll see engravings and markings, but they're a little rough around the edges these days. If you looked closer yet, you might spy a few tattoos on one of his arms but he's quite quiet his eyes are quick and bright and for the love of everything don't meet him in the night so you've been traveling a few days uh, heading south from Neverwinter and uh, you've been mostly trying to avoid any kind of travelers heading up the road uh, especially at night, you, you kind of camp off the road a bit. And uh, this night, you, you find a great little spot uh, surrounded by some boulders. It's kind of like a little nook. You're able to have a little campfire. Uh, you catch a rabbit. And uh, you're able to have a, a great sleep uh, as you look up, lying uh, on the ground, looking up into the stars, and your eyes slowly close. And uh, darkness kind of takes you. And the stars, as you're closing your eyes, they just kind of blank, blink out of existence as uh, a sheet of blackness just envelops you. And then uh, it looks like you see a star, one star straight ahead of you. And it kind of materializes out of the darkness. And it seems to grow. It seems to be either growing or approaching you, you're not sure. 
And this star, as it gets a little bit bigger, starts to form into a face. A white face. Strange looking. And this face gets bigger and bigger. And you recognize it now. You've, you've heard of the descriptions. This is the Raven Queen, the one that you serve. And the face gets larger. It's like a porcelain, white porcelain mask with slits for eyes, a closed mouth. And this face gets larger and larger and larger until it fills up your entire view. And it tilts down towards you. Theodar seeing uh, the queen coming, hops up and quickly um, drops to one knee and bows his head. And it's, it, this radiance off this mask, you feel the power of a god radiating out of this mask floating in the air, surrounded by blackness. And as you sit on one, or you sit down on, bend on one knee, a calm, smooth, and beautiful female voice echoes in the darkness even though your queen's mask doesn't move at all. Teoda, my disciple, you have done well in your hunt for secrets. I have been watching you and your progress and I'm quite pleased. You have a potential ally in Waterdeep in your quest for revenge. He is a tiefling who has been wronged, as you have been wronged. He and his friends may be of great use to you. Make haste, as I feel a strange breeze coming along the astral winds. It vexes even myself. And the face slowly retreats and fades away into the blackness. And you wake up staring into a black sky littered with stars sparkling. The uh, small little campfire beside you has gone out. It's just embers. And you realize uh, you woke up. You're still Tandar. a little bit sleepy. And it's uh, still the middle of the night. He'll uh, pull a necklace out and uh, just kiss the small stone that's sitting on it and put it back in and just mutter under his breath. I am blessed. My queen speaks with me. I must hurry. A tiefling has been wronged like I have. Cannot forget. You lay back down again, looking up into the stars, and you swear you see a little twinkle on one star that seems to fade in and fade out a little brighter than the others. And uh, sleep takes you again. No dreams this time. And uh, you wake up in the morning, and you uh, you finish off the rabbit that uh, you caught the other night. 
for breakfast. Uh, and you head south. Uh, towards Waterdeep. And you don't... You, you do pass a couple of uh, strangers on the road. Uh, it looks like, uh, you know, one person was on a horse. There was another on a wagon. Looks like they're carrying goods, goods north for trade, possibly. You're not sure. Is there anything you wanted to do? Um, they're walking the opposite way as I am. They're heading north. So, yeah, and I'm heading south, so that they're going away from Waterdeep. That's right. Um, I, I will hail one of the people that walk around and say, excuse me. Um, yes? Do you, did you come from Waterdeep? I, I came through Waterdeep, up from Candlekeep, oh. but yes, I, I, I was in Can uh, Waterdeep for a couple of days, selling my wares. Oh, um, I'm just trying to get there. I'm looking to see how many... Oh, and I'll stretch a bit. Oh, how many more days of walking I have? Well, I've been uh, three days by horseback, so... Depends on how fast you move, young friend. Much obliged. Thank you for your time. No worries. Safe travels. And to you as well. Giddy-ups uh, north. And uh, you continue walking through the day. You don't really meet up with anyone. It's uh, you just hear the birds in the woods. Uh, you hear the ocean sounds. Uh, the road kind of comes towards the ocean to the west and to the east of the forest. And you kind of stop. You look out over the ocean and just see uh, the beautiful uh, Sword Coast as it washes up against the cliffs. And it uh, gets towards nighttime again, and you look for another campsite uh, and you. You find a creek uh, that kind of babbles down and crosses under a small bridge that heads and then waterfalls over the cliff. And you follow the creek east into the woods a bit uh, just to get off the road. And you set up a little camp. Uh, you find uh, some nice bushes just off the creek. Uh, you're able to catch a couple fish and uh, settle down for dinner and, and for the night. And uh, you lie down again, looking up at the uh, beautiful clear night sky, stars above, babbling brook just beside you, and the uh, crickets. And you hear off in the distance to the northeast uh, some strange sounds, like a grunt. Uh, and then some voices, odd voices. To my north? Northeast. And you do move uh, maybe about 200 feet or so through the bush. You kind of come where you see your map now to the edge of a bush. And it, there's a couple of little rises. Uh, it looks like there's a little rock elevation that goes up and some bushes above it. Uh, there's bushes kind of all around. You see the the babbling brook north of you. Okay. Okay. So the northeast is kind of like a little four-foot rise of of the elevation. 
to my northeast is like yeah it's like is i'm assuming this is the map i'm looking at now that's the map you're looking at now and you okay. hear these voices get louder as these grunts and uh looks like uh one person is scolding uh someone else saying you stupid brute why did you have to kill the horse We could have used it to pull the wagon. You're going to be pulling the wagon tomorrow. And what do these two individuals look like? Uh, you can't see. You can see what you see on your map. Okay. All right. Can I stealth ahead then? Uh, roll a stealth check, please. That's not great, but it's not bad. Stealth is something I'm decent at. That is... Oh, that's not bad at all. That's a 17. 17, okay. Uh, let me just load something up here. Uh, so you're uh, able to move up to that rock wall if you'd like. Yeah, I'd like to maybe scramble or into... where you want to go. I, I want to kind of be able to maybe scoot to the bush and then scoot to the corner and then uh, probably clamber up a bit Okay. to so try and get some... You can peek around that corner if you'd like. You do see a wagon. Looks like somebody is actually tied up in that wagon. You see two uh, orcs around a campfire, and there's some uh, scattered wares and stuff. Looks like from uh, uh, it came from the wagon. Uh, you do see uh, with your vision a dead horse and a dead human just north of the cart. You see a large ogre. Uh, arguing with that orc to the south. Mm -hmm. It's probably not something I want to deal with on my own. But we might as well take a peek to see if they've got anything on them. Can I loop to the east a bit? Uh... Yeah, just one sec. I need to roll something here. Uh, yeah, you can move east. You see a third orc. And you didn't expect him, and you snap on a twig. And that third orc who is right here, uh, right, right there. Yep. He stops what he's doing. He's mucking around with some pots and pans. He stops, he goes, what was that? And everyone stops talking. Tanadar will like freeze just out of sight, kind 
kind of like hugging up against this wall quietly realizing he stepped on twig shit uh, this guy rolled a natural 20 just so you know of course he did <laughs> he starts walking towards you he hasn't he's heard something over there but he hasn't seen anything I'll probably I'm assuming that's a bush to my south and then north or south and then east yeah that's a bush low, like a low lying bush I'll just try to scoot into it a bit okay I'd like just you to, to roll and then uh, bonus action hide I'd like to roll another stealth oh that's like miles better Uh, that is a 23. Okay, you're in the in the bush. Uh, you think you're hidden, and this this orc is standing on the edge of this shelf, looking around. Since he had such a good roll, I'm going to give him advantage on perception. Lovely. He's. He thinks there's something there. He is eyeing the area back and forth. And his buddy walks up. What do you see? And this guy says, he doesn't see anything. He just keeps looking. It's two jagged teeth coming out from his lips, searching, looking at your the bush you're in. Looking at the bush to the west of you. I thought I heard something. Ah, it's probably just another rabbit. Maybe you should go hunt it. And this guy goes back. This guy comes down. That's the guy that told to go down and check and look for rabbits? This is the guy who first noticed Okay. He is standing. He's just kind of sniffing the air. Looks around. Once he moves to the other side of the bushes, I'm going to move to the east quietly. Okay. And then as soon as he rotates and breaks, I need to pull the map over. There we go. I can see what's there. Comes up Once here. I break. Yeah, I just want to like kind of like slowly make my way and see yeah. if he's going to like actually He goes to the bush circle. you were just in and he just kind of moves a couple of the branches away looking in there. Yeah. Then he just kind of turns and goes snorts and stomps back to the campsite. This, uh, you just hear, uh, some crunching sounds too. Uh, and that's Ogre that you saw earlier. He was actually a little bit further up. He was by the horse. He was eating the horse. Yeah. 
he's not in my line of sight anymore. No, he actually wasn't. He was a bit further north. I yeah. The wrong spot. So now stealthing, I will continue to slowly move very quietly from one bush to the next mm -hmm. to try and break total line of sight. You have a good I'd stealth like... roll, so you're keeping an eye of where everyone is, and you're listening and keeping yourself out of line of sight. So, with that stealth roll, like you could be there and you're not going to be seen. You're peeking okay. around the corner. You see the yeah. uh, this huge ogre just chomping on uh, this horse. He's pulled the rear hind legs off and holding it like a chicken bone, just gnawing on it. Don't want to mess with that. Um, can I make my way forward without being to the north, without being seen yet? So you do see, uh, looks like a female in the, tied up in this, it's not a caged wagon. It is got, does have some posts on it, but this bard or this, uh, sorry, this female is gagged. Her hands are bound and, uh, she's tied to, um, one of the posts and actually roll a perception check for me. Perception. Um, that is a 15. Okay. That's good. You notice right here, there's a silver trident leaning up against the wagon. It's beautiful. You'll see Teodar start to like, kind of like rub one hand together like he's getting ready. What was your stealth throw? Just, uh, 23. Okay. I mean, I rolled garbage, but. Yeah, it's just you. My modifier is bonkers. <laughs> I have plus 11. Like, okay. I rolled a 12. Okay, I just, uh, just got to check one thing. Uh, I just want to see someone's. Nope. Okay, go ahead. What do you want to do next? Okay. So I want to hop into the bush on the upper edge. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like patiently wait till they start sleeping. Okay. Uh, it's around 10 o'clock at night. It is black. You know, it's pitch black out. The, they're sitting around the campfire talking in a. Uh, uh, do you speak. What languages do you speak? That's a great question. Good thing there's a button for that. I speak common, elvish, and thieves can't. Yeah, so uh, they were talking in common, and they kind of go between common and uh, it's you probably heard it before, orcs, uh, orcish. Or you don't understand it, but you've understood, you've heard it before. Um, yeah, these are orcs. just like I can't speak German, but I know when people are speaking German. Yeah, yeah, 
So these are orcs. There's three of them there. And then you just hear the munching sounds of this ogre over there. And he starts, the ogre just kind of dips his head into the brook and just starts gulping back some water. They look like they're starting to retire a little bit. Uh, those sleeping things aren't there. They, uh, they, they tried them and didn't like how the humans sleep, so they, they're not even sleeping on them. And they're starting to uh, just uh, get tired, and one of them says, Gok, you need to watch your first watch. And uh, you see all of them, but the, all of them, but this guy. Right there. He stands up. Yep. And uh, he's uh, just starts doing a bit of a patrol. So when he patrols, um, like I'm sucked into the bush, like not yeah. visible. But I'm you just still have your, your stealth. Yeah. So once he passes me and goes towards, uh, I'll just mark a point, kind of towards this end. Yeah. Um, once he gets, because I'm assuming he's going to follow the ridge. Uh, once he gets about a couple more steps, I'm going to slowly kind of like walk out quickly because I'm assuming he's kind of taking his time. It's not like a quick march around. Like he's walking he's slowly, leaving. and and he seems to be stopping. Like he stopped for a while, then looked here, where there's a bit of a break in the bushes. Yeah. He stopped here where you are, and he kind of looked out. He's stopping here for a little bit to kind of look, because yeah. it's kind of a uh, you know the entry points into these areas. Yeah. So, so once he he just got by here. me. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll wait for him to do like another loop, and once he gets to this spot and he leaves that spot, then I'm gonna leave my point of cover. Okay, so he goes, does a loop, he gets to there, and he starts walking away. So once he does that, I'm gonna quickly slip out to the wagon. Okay, I'm gonna need you to talking. do another stealth check for that. Okay, come on, better than what I've been getting. Oh, that's. That's 28. Yeah, you, you, as a whisper, you don't make a noise. And you hear this snoring to the north where this huge ogre is just lying down. And while he's going there, I'm going to quickly the, go around. The female in the uh, wagon seems to be sleeping as well. She and looks I'll... beat up. Uh, you know, Clothes are a bit torn, and she's got bruises on her, cuts on her. She looks like she was uh, not treated very nicely. And then you see a dead, looks like a commoner or merchant, just north of where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theodore will grab the trident and quickly stow it. Okay. And then... This guy's at this he... corner now. He, he's, yeah. he's just kind of looking around, listening. As he's passing back, he'll glance over to the, the tied-up um, 
I'm, I'm assuming I, I can see what race she is potentially. Uh, she's or blue skin. Human. Yeah. She's which wouldn't translate through the darkness very well. No, it wouldn't. But she does kind of glisten a bit. It looks like almost sweaty. Like she's perspiring. Mm-hmm. And Teodor will kind of just shake his head and go, shit. Crap. This orc starts walking towards uh, your direction. Yeah, I will quickly keep hustling and making sure I'm always covered. Okay. And, you'd, you'd have to find a place to hide as he's coming yeah, around. Yeah, because I'm going to go back into the bush again. Okay. With that stealth roll, yeah, he does not see you. And yeah, he I does just... his whole thing. He stands there for a while. He comes back to here, looks around, kind of spits on the ground. Starts walking. But once he's there, yeah, I'll pop back out again and just curse. And he'll take the he'll pull out a dagger and just kind of like just kind of like poke at the girl that's perspiring and just go hey hey she she rolled in at 24 reception she she jerks her head she's gagged she jerks her head and she looks towards you and like my fingers over my mouth like quiet and she looks back she looks back at the campfire or where these guys are sleeping and she looks at you, just shakes her head, nods her head up and down. And I'll like, don't make me regret this. And I'll cut the ties um, to her binds to the post. And I'll like reach a hand out to like, hopefully make a quiet transition from the cart to the ground. Okay, so she's got a roll of stealth. I'm hoping to help her. Okay, so she'll get advantage of you, like, holding things still and all that. Yeah, just trying to, like, you know, steady things, because he knows that it's, you have to be quiet, because he's going to be back here and, like... She rolls a 21. So I'm just going to roll another perception check for this guard. Doesn't notice. Uh... She has stepped down. And I'll head back. And I'll actually make more of a... Of a deliberate... To hide a bit better. Farther away. Okay, so maybe down here. Sure, yeah, let me just move the map a bit. Yeah. So like they can. She so whispers at you. Almost fully out of like possible earshot. Yeah, you and guys. Like, you guys are both pretty stealthy. And... You're whispering. You're kind of crouched low behind bushes, far away from this guy. And uh, she looks at you. Kind of looks you over, and she goes, "That's my trident." No. Rightfully so, I, I guess. I did find it, but if it's yours, I'm I, sure you'll compensate me in other ways. She kind of gives you a look. Teodoro will just kind of like smile and 
lower his just kind of like like he's joking a little bit what did they get you for are you handing over the the uh trident yeah i'll hand the trident over she kind of snatches it from you and kind of eyes you warily and who are you not really my style anyways who are you um a traveler happened to hear a few noises poked my head in to see if i could find a few things and look where i am and she says well thank you for releasing me looks like they've done you no favors in there Uh, Do they have anything else? Uh, what do you mean? Do they have anything else? Well, there was a merchant on the ground. I can see that you're carrying a trident. Is there anything else? There was the... Just, just the man who owned the car, the wagon. We, uh, was traveling with them. I'm uh, heading north, and uh, they they offered me a ride. His uh, it was him and uh, his wife and two kids. I joined along. These guys ambushed us a few days back, and have been kind of taking the uh, side roads, taking me north. This is the way I want to go, but not the way I want to do it. And just, uh, while these guys were out hunting tonight, the, uh, ogre st- killed the, uh, the man, started eating him, bit his head right off. And I saw the, uh, he bumped the horse and the horse kicked him while he's eating him. And, uh, with one swat, he broke the horse's neck. Yeah, those can't say I don't like meeting them here. Do you need anything more? Do you feel like you need retribution, revenge? Um, honestly, they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty strong. Um. Sometimes uh, you can't, you got to know when to walk away, even though that maybe you uh, feel like you want to stab someone in the face. And as she says that, you hear this, help, help, help the wolves. Can uh, we up make... the campsite. Oh, up by the campsite. You hear a man's voice. The wolves! Looks like tonight's not the only night we might save more than one. Should we see who it is? I'll poke out to kind of like hopefully 
with that stealth, you guys could probably get in range to, to get a look without revealing I'll yourselves. probably go back to the same spot that I know that is safe. Okay, and uh, the female will stay near the wall. And you see coming around this forest bush, it uh, looks like a merchant. Um, finely dressed man. He uh, comes around the corner just screaming, Wolf, help, help, help. And he stops as soon as he sees these orcs. And this guy by now, he's he's over here uh, from his uh, doing his patrol. These two uh, orcs wake up and the, the ogre over here starts grumbling awake uh and he kind of he kind of ran right into this and then he kind of stops with his hands out going oh uh and he kind of looks behind him and then he looks in front he's like um i have coin if you're willing to help me i i have wolves chasing me and uh kind of the the head uh, looks like the head, or one one of these orcs. He uh, this guy's panting it, and this, the orc kind of grins at him as he gets up, and he's looking at these fat pouches around his waist. Sure, pop it. Come sit beside old Nanjin. I'll keep you safe by the fire. And this guy starts walking over. He's a. Uh, He's a little unsure. He takes a step forward. I, uh, I don't want any trouble. I just, I was chased by wolves, you see, and uh, I didn't mean to bother you. No, no, Poppet, come. I'll save a spot here, right here. Come sit beside me. And this guy kind of comes over so to both, him. Both orcs, all three orcs are awake now and the oh, ogre. Yes. And he puts a hand on the guy's shoulder, walks him over to the fire, and sits him on the ground. Stands behind him. The ogre starts yawning over here. He's like, As he starts kind of waking from his slumber. And uh, this this man, he's... uh, I was... uh, I was just camping, uh, just off the road there, and uh, these wolves chased me. I, uh, and, and you notice he does have a like a rapier on him, and he's, uh, he doesn't, the way he's kind of holding himself, carrying himself, he doesn't know. He, maybe it's a little more show than he knows how to use. And uh, this uh, orc that's right here. Uh, who yep. called himself Najin. He says, What you got in those pouches there, Puppet? I think I'll take them all. And the man just, But, that's that's my life savings. It's everything I own. It's Is not the sorry? blue-skinned woman beside me? No, she, uh, she, She's hiding uh, right here by the edge of the, uh, I don't know if you see her there. Yeah. So she's hiding at the edge of the, you pop your head out the bush and you see she's hiding right underneath the the, the uh, terrain elevation there. Okay. Where it goes down. Yeah. I see it now. 
It's just she's not visible from my point of view when I'm right here. No. So no. um so she's within earshot. Yeah. And I'll look down and say they're gonna kill him. Either we help and we hope the wolves can pull it off. Maybe we make out in the the chaos. And uh the man Uh, all of a sudden his voice changes a little bit and he's looking over at the wagon and he looks over at the dead man over there and he goes oh my um, was, uh, was there anyone in that uh, caravan and the orc looks back at the wagon and goes where's the girl and he runs over to the wagon. Uh, these guys are actively like running around. And he's like, Jack, get up. The woman's gone. And this ogre starts pounding. Boom, 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 boom. He's yawning. They're doing a thorough search in the surrounding area. And this, this ogre, oh, who's the fresh meat? And he walks over to this guy. And uh, maybe we can see what you taste like, eh? And he reaches for the, uh, um, for the man. And there's a flash of silver in the firelight. And the ogre howls as... Uh, it holds a cut in his hand. The man's standing there with a rapier. And he says, What have you done with the woman? And I'd like you to roll initiative. Yeah, bugger. I figured it was coming here. You're off. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. And uh, he turns around immediately as the ogre is kind of yowling in pain, and he takes a swipe at the uh, the orc behind him, which backs off, and he just misses. The orc backs off. Uh, the uh, the female with you there says this sounds like the right time and she leaps over the rock with her trident and attacks this orc here and uh, so she that's a hit all right Um, yeah, 
she stabs this orc in, in the shoulder and he howls in pain as he staggers back reaching for his weapon uh, you're next in the initiative uh, I will quickly run through the bush uh, to the north of the same orc and once I get there I will swipe at uh, the orc in front of me with a dirty 20 before you do that uh, I run yep. my uh, flanking uh, if you're flanking you get an advantage okay so if you want to go into flanking with him sure I would do that I'll roll and see if I get any better nope I don't so I will roll um, my damage on him decent 10 18 and 5 for 19 uh, points of piercing damage even though 19. a short sword should yeah wow uh, yeah you just kind of push you, you stab right through his heart and he falls over dead yeah, and um, with, uh, so I will have moved one, two, three, four, five, six. That's not where I want to be. I just want to be on the outcrop, and I will bonus action hide in the bushes. Um, with it, because I can bonus action, cutting action, hide. Uh, for a dirty 20. All right. Uh, this uh, orc uh, attacked by the man, he uh, he pulls out this great axe and uh, he swings. For a dirty 20 and slices open on the uh, across the chest of this guy. Um, Oh, that's a nasty. Yeah, he takes a uh, a nasty hit. Um, that's his turn. This orc over here um, turns around and sees the woman and the dead orc and this guy over here and he runs towards the woman he's going to take a swipe out at her uh, and that is a miss as he she ducks out of the way and this great axe just misses her head and the ogre uh he didn't like that hit from that young that uh, little guy so he's gonna come over here and take us just uh, he pulls out a great club that he had behind his back there he picks it up he's gonna take a swing at the guy oh a natty 20 oh boy this guy's gonna have a rough day <laughs> oh boy that's a lot of dice 
Yeah, that's a lot of dice. It's uh... a... <laughs> Holy shit. I double the uh, bonus too, right? To hit damage. Like if it's a 2d8 plus 4, I do no, 4d8 it plus just 4? Be... Yeah, it, it's just double the dice, not the... Um, yeah, so he takes 15. The modifier. Damage. And he stumbles into the fire a little bit, kicks up some uh, sparks, go flying up into the air. He's uh, looking hurt. Uh, next up, uh, the female. She's uh, sees a new challenger to the north of her. She's going to take a swing with her trident. And that hits him. Uh, uh, so he takes a bunch of damage. He's not looking that great. Uh, your turn. Uh, from my hidden position, I will dart out behind the guy with the great axe. Okay. And yeah, take a swing you. at him. Oh, that was so close to a nat 20. <laughs> um, that's a 17 plus 8 for 25 to hit. That hits. And I will roll um, 4d6 for damage. That's awful damage. Uh, for four, 15 points of piercing damage. Yeah, and, you're, uh, uh, you slice this guy's arm off and this spurts out blood and he just passes out and he bleeds out. Uh, he's down. And then with a swift action, I will move forward and can, with the rest of my movement, can I run by the fire and pick up a log and throw it at the troll for my two-handed fighting with an opportune weapon? Uh, well, do you have a bonus action or anything like that, or a second action? Um, I would use my bonus action to make a second attack with a improvised weapon. Uh, so I would say you could pick up the log and you're holding okay. it in your hand uh, with burn, burning log in your hand. Yeah, I'll just I'll pick it up and just kind of like um, sword in the one and the log in the other. Okay. That's your turn? Yep, that's my turn. Okay. Uh... Alright, this orc that is fighting the woman, she gonna take a hit. Oh, that's a hit. That's nasty. Okay. Uh that's his turn. Uh this ogre. He sees his fellow guy fall down from uh, you. He's going to try to decide who to take, who's, uh, who, 
who he should attack as he sees his fellows go down. Oh yeah, he's going to attack you. So he basically runs right through the fire. He's actually standing in it. Goofball. He's one hand, one one foot standing on the fire. He's going to take some fire damage for that. Oh! <laughs> Come on, big money. Big money. He howls as he does that, but he's going to take a swing at you with his great club. Okay. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. That hits. For 10 points of bludgeoning damage. I will uncanny dodge uh, to reduce that um, by half. Okay. And uh, he doesn't like standing in the fire, so he's going to move out of the fire. I guess that one guy gets an opportunity attack on him. Yeah, he would. Uh, and totally misses. Some of the sparks got in his eyes from the fire. Swung wild. So, the female is up. She is in battle. Did that guy with... not get a turn? Uh, uh, I think he was after you, wasn't he? Okay. I did. I don't think he's gone yet. That's why. Okay. I That's okay. I'll I'll just do that. He well. So, yeah. So the opportunity attack he missed. So I'll I'll roll him now. That's a hit. So he takes a swipe at the ogre. All right. He uh, with this amazing move, you see him dance around the fire, and as the ogre lifts his hand to swing at you, he stabs him underneath in the armpit, right in the ribs. Pulls back as a huge, it starts bleeding from there. Beautiful move. Uh, so now, um, yeah, the ogre just. The ogre just went. And I yeah, think so now it's, it's Calypso's turn. woman's turn now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably guessed that. Yeah, I kind of guessed that. I don't know that, but <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the the woman misses on her turn, uh, and she's just fighting away with that guy. It's your turn. This ogre is standing um, right in front of you. That's unfortunate, because now I don't get sneak attack on him. Um, I will not leave his threat range, and I will swing at the ogre engaged with the woman. The orc? For a, the orc, yep, sorry. Okay. Um, for a 21. That hits. For, oh, that's balls damage too. Um, that's 5, 9, 11 points of uh, piercing damage. So he had taken damage before, and that puts him down. Yeah. So you guys are left with this ogre. For my bonus action, um, can I make a swing with the flaming log in my hand at the ogre? Yes, you can. Okay. Are you just uh, trying to hit him with it? I'm just trying to hit him with it. Okay. Um, so the question is, is what the heck do I add? Just probably my dex to it, but not proficiency. Yeah, no proficiency on that. So that you would be easier dex. 
12 to hit. That hits. The big boy. What the heck do you want me to roll? Uh, roll like a... <laughs> roll a, D, a D4. Yeah. Two D4s. So the first D4 is bludgeoning and the second D4 is fire. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Oh, uh, four points of fire damage, two points of bludgeoning damage. And I will have used five, ten... 15, 20, 20. So I use 5 to go there. 10, 15, 20, 25. And I will dance around the ogre and move all the way to the back of the camp, not provoking an opportunity attack as I leave his range. Okay. Uh, that's your turn. Yeah, uh, that's my turn. The ogre just furious and he's looking at you uh hitting him with the club hitting him with fire sparks flying everywhere and he sees you run past takes a swing at you but obviously doesn't hit he's gonna go chase you and uh, is he dumb enough to walk through the fire again uh, well he didn't have to there <laughs> okay just check him so he's gonna just take a swing at you with his club yeah uh, that is a 12 to hit. That misses. It swings over your head. Uh, he just howls under the air, just frustrated. Uh, so the female will jump in, get on the other side of him in flanking, and attack. That's a hit. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, 17 points of damage. Oof. The Lumpas. With this trident. Um, and that's her turn. You're up next. Okay. Um, Teodar on the opposite side of the woman will swing away. Um, that's a 25 to hit. That hits. Um, I'll roll my damage. I gotta stop rolling these freaking ones. That's 15 points of damage. And then I will swing with the ogre. is kind of staggering. It's not looking too good. Yeah, I'll swing with the makeshift weapon as well. Oh, I thought you threw um, it. Or did you hit no, him? No, I, th I just kind of like tried to smack him. Oh, just okay. Like, All right. So I have like two weapons, one in each hand. Yeah. Um, and then that is if. I add my dex a 22 to hit. That hits. And I'll roll... 2d4. 2d4 uh, for two points of fire damage and two points of bludgeoning. It just howls. It gets hit and burned. Uh, and this man, he comes up. And he's in flanking as well. Because this, guy, this ogre is large. He's going to roll... Oh, well, actually, oh yeah, he's got a crappy AC that still hits. <laughs> so he kind of does the legless thing, and as the uh, ogre is kind of winging his arms, he kind of grabs hold of one of the arms, 
gets flung up onto its back, grabs his rapier, and just jabs it down into the base of its neck. And the thing just kind of staggers back and croaks and just goes thump right on top of the fire and just starts smoldering away. It's dead. And that's it for combat. You guys handled that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about the one guy more than the woman. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's funny because when you saw him come in, he looked like a bumbling, foolish merchant. But when he started fighting, you've seen skilled warriors uh, from where you're from. And he is one of the best you've seen. So Tadar will be just not panting, but just kind of like recovering from the quickness of the battle, checking to see, make sure everyone's okay. Um, checking his armor to see if anything got broken when he got hit. Said, yeah. uh, Calypso's kind of holding her arm where she got a clubbed said you i'll look over and i'm like you all right uh another bruise i'll be okay and uh the man walks Taylor over to her and will checks still her have his sword out and say well uh, you sure came at an opportune time these wolves that were following you just in your imagination as well and he kind of looks at you with a smirk and he kind of bows and he goes, very astute, my young friend. I am uh, Zasto. And who might you be? Um, just someone in the night passing through happened upon this scene before you. And uh, Zasto looks over at Calypso and says, uh, introduces himself and Calypso introduces herself. I'm uh, Calypso, coming from Waterdeep, heading north. And as Astro says, after you say that, he, he says, well, I'm very fortunate for this young lady that uh, we both happen to be coming around. And he looks at her and says, uh, Calypso, my master has tasked me to ensure you make it to Neverwinter, lady." And Calypso looks totally confused. Does the does Teodar catch that the confusion? Oh yeah, you're standing right there. You hear the conversation. And I haven't put my sword away quite yet, but I've tossed the log onto the ogre. And uh, Zasto has his rapier in his hand still. And the, uh, the gross smell of this ogre is just burning away. Uh, this flesh is just kind of smoking up into the night air uh, as, as it starts just burning away the, the blubbery flesh. And uh, Zasto says, I, I'm not here to harm you. I'm here to protect you. And... My master needs to to meet with you. Tadar will look at Calypso and um, 
I hate to ask, but are you sure? And she I'm going looks, back to water deep, but she looks at you and says, "I I don't know. I don't know this man." And she says, "I am heading to Neverwinter, and I uh, on business of my own." But uh, I thank you for both of you for. Uh, getting me out of this jam. Um, who is your master, Zasto? And Zasto kind of sheaths his sword. Well, he's... has a few names, but uh, you may know him as the Collector. Do I know something about the name the Collector? You can roll a history check with advantage because of your background in what uh, kind of the crime areas. Um, history, that's a 22. Yeah, you definitely have heard of the Collector. Uh, he is a man in uh, Neverwinter, and they call him the Collector because he collects artifacts and objects from all across Faerun and uh, he has um, he's a bit of a crime lord from what you know of uh, not so much a violent crime lord but uh, he very astute businessman very astute you've never met him you've just heard about him and in your circles he is well known And Calypso goes, I've, I've never heard of this collector. Why would he want to see me? And Zasto goes, his reasons are his own. I'm just here to make sure that you make it to Neverwinter safely. Would you agree to meet with him if I accompany you uh, on your trip? Teodoro pipe up. Just make sure the meeting goes peacefully. We hate to run into another situation like this that we've got our hands on right now. And young Theodore, where are you heading? Yes, you. To Waterdeep. Do you know? Do you know Calypso? Doesn't matter. I know who your master is. And that's enough. And he smirks a bit and he goes, Interesting. Have you been to Neverwinter? And you have. Just passing through. Okay. Theodore. I'll have to remember that. And he looks over at Calypso. I'll, I'll bow my head and kind of like gesture like a grand bow. Like my reputation is preceding me almost. And say, just keep your rapier in its holster. And this... as, Cal as Calypso's meeting goes peacefully. And may you live a long and prosperous life. And, and he looks at you and he says, my rapier is here to serve and protect Calypso. I can guarantee you that. 
And Calypso? This is your decision. I'm not forcing you. I'm asking you. Calypso kind of looks at you and looks at him. Theodore will shrug and say, I've heard only a little bit about him. He's a good businessman. Rough on the edges. Don't know what to make of it, but if he has his eye on you, you might as well walk the road slowly and peacefully rather than at night, wondering if there's a wolf at your back, when at least you can see the wolf in front of your eyes. Those are wise words, Calypso says. She looks at Zasto and says, You may accompany to Neverwinter. And uh, along the way, I'll, I will think about your offer. And we can talk a little more. And I'll make my decision once we get there. And she turns to you, uh, uh, Teodar, and says, I wish you safe travels, Teodar. You're heading to Waterdeep, you said. Yes, I have business with uh, a soon-to-be associate. Well, I may have uh, gotten in a little trouble there. If you ever uh, make it to the Trollskull Manor, maybe don't mention my name. That's just fine. She shakes. A her little hand. bit of trouble is kind of where I always am. She smiles and she shakes your hand. You're a good man, Teodar. Yeah. Maybe we'll meet up again. Hopefully not like this. Hopefully. And Zasto and uh, Calypso, they gather their things. And uh, they start heading back to the road. And they kind of leave you there in the campsite with the smoldering ogre and these dead bodies. They look back, Calypso weighs back and gives you a smile and a nod. And she heads out of view around a bush with Zastra. Theodore, um, once they've left the site, will quickly check the bodies for anything on them um, because he is thorough thorough if nothing else and uh, just to make sure that no secrets are left unturned so to speak roll an investigation check you want me to roll three or one just roll one it's fine okay um natural 20 <laughs> good time to go uh total of uh 30 <laughs> goodness yeah i have a plus 10 to investigation you um find 35 gold pieces on all the orcs and underneath the wagon you're very thorough you look underneath and something about a piece of wood looks a little out of place in you Look at it. You climb under and you examining it. Jam your I'll dagger. I'll take the I'll take the hilt of my sword and 
tap it on it and see yep. if it resounds like hollow. it's all. You're able to kind of uh. jimmy it loose and it falls off. And a uh, large diamond falls into your lap. 200 gold piece diamond. The Raven Queen always smiles upon that help. And you Revenge see, is always sweet and you uh you just hear a gentle breeze ruffle through your hair and through the bushes. And it's not the uh, cold breeze you've felt before, it's a warm breeze of appreciation. And I'll kind of like throw the I'll try and drag the orc bodies. I'm not crazy strong, but I can probably drag them close to the fire just to burn them a little bit more. Yeah, you could eventually move them all there. And then I'll probably say, well, I should probably get going before the animals start to arrive. And I'll, uh, I don't know if I can do this. We'll see if it works for flare, but I can see some rocks down to the west. Let's yep. see if my computer doesn't just south of you crash when I yep right here and they're kind of like just about jumping distance and I'll quickly skip across the brook and then keep heading north to kind of like make sure there's like a lot of distance between us without leaving tracks yeah okay that rolls a survival check. Well, that's a yeah you're able to stick to the rocks mostly and uh, you feel like uh, you're able to to hide your passage and uh, you make your way back to the spot if you want to camp there or not that's up to you I'll probably camp in a different spot that's farther yeah. away. So maybe you, you kind of make your way just off the road and you, you head south a little bit further, a few kilometers. And then you go off a little bit more and find a private spot to uh, to settle down for the night. Is there anything you want to do before you uh, go to sleep? Um, Teodar will uh, unpack a little bit of rations. Have a little bit to eat, stretch as he always does before he sleeps, um, kneel down and pray to the Raven Queen, thanking him for guiding his sword and uh, exacting some revenge upon uh, the orcs, um, and then pray a blessing upon Calypso and that her path will be safe as she goes to Neverwinter. And the crickets around you, they they continue their song of the night. The stars twinkle in the sky as you lay down. Your eyes get heavy. And you close your eyes. As darkness overcomes you again. And you look forward to what the new day may bring. We'll end it there. Awesome. Okay, that that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Nicely done.
Thank you for streaming this episode of the Mobius Chronicles. Our team at Perilous Pursuits love playing D&D, but your likes, thumbs ups, and subscriptions motivate us to do even more crazy characters, voices, and memorable moments. For streaming options for all of our shows, a link to our Facebook community, and tools and extras that might help your D&D games, go to our website at www.perilouspursuits.com. In the meantime, Ask that black dragon to acid wash your jeans, cast duplicity, and double date those water genasi sisters, and meet your friends at the barge right in, drink some ale, roll some dice, and play some D&D.